Hello and welcome to the Art of Selling online courses. We're here to share winning strategies and secret hacks from top performers in the online course industry. My name is John Ainsworth and today's guest is Matt McWilliams. Matt helps online business owners and brands, small and large, to leverage the power of partners to grow their businesses. He teaches you how to make money as an affiliate and how to work better with affiliates. He's worked with companies and entrepreneurs like Michael Hyatt, Brian Tracy, Lewis Howes, Jeff Goyens, Ray Edwards, Shutterfly, Adidas, and more. So today we're going to be talking about how to get started making money from courses with affiliate marketing. So if you don't have your own courses yet, how you can get started by selling other people's courses. And before we dive into our interview with today's guest, I've got an important question for you. Do you own a course or an authority website? If you do, did you know there's a short list of techniques that can help you double to quintuple your revenue? There's about eight techniques that my team uses to help online course creators grow their revenue. And the average rate of return is 428%. If you want to learn about those techniques and how they can scale your income, go to courseprofitreport.com. And on that page is a short 10 question survey. It takes about three or four minutes to fill in. My team will create a personalized report for you about how much more money you can make and what you need to do. But now back to the show. So Matt, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for coming on. <laughs> Thanks for having me, John. I love the pronunciation of Adidas. That was, uh, that was very British of you. Adidas. Yeah, that's how we say it over here, man. <laughs> Germany, you know, it's Adidas is the original, you know, because it was Adidas. Right. And yeah, so I, I knew that, but it over here it's Adidas. So Adidas. when you first said it, I had it, I had to process it for just a second. Like, what did he just say? <laughs> <laughs> Who did that do work for? I remember that. I, I'm translating it for all the Americans listening. You know, it was Adidas. Yeah, just in case you don't know the 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 real pronunciation. <laughs> So give us the background with this. So one of the things that I say to people all the time is if they've got a, a big audience, they've already built up an audience on YouTube or SEO traffic or something like this. Yeah. If, they're, if all they're doing is they're running ads on their site and they're not moving towards selling courses at some point, then they're missing out on a huge amount of money. But going straight from ads and maybe affiliate links on your site into selling courses is quite a, a big step. I generally think it's best to get started with the affiliate side of things and go from there. But that's kind of my take on it. Could you talk everybody through, like, what's your take on this? Why should people think about affiliate marketing and and what's the kind of mindset to have? Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Uh, I mean, it's weird. Like, I teach affiliate marketing and I teach uh, how to run affiliate programs. And that's what we do for a living. And yet, I don't recommend building your business on affiliate marketing. I know people who do. I know people who make millions of dollars a year. Uh, that's very difficult. I don't advocate that because I think that's it's kind of putting all your eggs in one basket. What I do advocate is building a, vis- a business that eventually has courses, services, products, you know, and a, your audience is courses. So that's what we'll talk about today. But this, just to be clear, this could apply to physical products. It could apply to services. It could apply to coaching. It could apply to just about anything, you know, that where there's a financial transaction. And, and part of the problem is early on, I was talking with one of our clients the other day, Joseph Michael from Learn Scrivener Fast, and he's writing a book that's basically, uh, I forget the title of it, but it's kind of like the backwards way of doing things. Because, and it's what I've been talking about for, you know, 15 years. People say when you're starting off a blog, when you're starting off a YouTube channel, it's just like you give, 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 right? You create content, content, content. You never ask for a financial transaction. The problem with that is, it sets you up for failure. It sets you up for burnout. It sets you up just to get off of a rhythm. Like who who's going to do something consistently, right? Like this is the biggest difference between a professional blogger, a professional podcaster, a professional YouTuber and a, and a hobby. 
a professional releases an episode every Tuesday or every Wednesday or whatever. You release a weekly episode come hell or high water. You even get ahead. You know, I know right now we're five or six weeks ahead on our podcast stuff. We'll never be less than three weeks ahead. But you know what? When the stuff hit the fan recently, like there's a reason why those who are watching, I have a weird camera angle right now and kind of looks kind of goofy. Why? My office just flooded a few weeks ago. At that time, I was only about two weeks ahead. Sure enough, fast forward a couple of weeks later when, you know, I had to go through all the stuff, right? And I was on the phone with the insurance company and there were, I couldn't record for a couple, you know, almost two weeks because of all the noise in the house from the workers and the fans blowing and everything to drive everything out. And I had a podcast due in four days and that our editor needs it three days in advance. You know what I did? I went out in our breezeway where it was about 90 degrees and I sweat for 45 minutes recording a podcast. I felt like every 10 minutes I needed like my trainer to come over and squirt water in my mouth and tell me <laughs> off, you know, I did it though. A hobbyist doesn't do that. A hobbyist who's making no money is not going to go, you know what? I'm going to go through it. I'll just skip a week. It's no big deal. I'll release it on Friday, you know, whatever. But a professional shows up every single day or every single week, whatever the rhythm is for you. And so because of that, if you're showing up every day, you're showing up every week. I was waking up every single day to write when I first started my blog. And for two and a half years, I made nothing. I was ready to give up, John, because I wasn't monetizing. I was spending $500 a month, every single month on hosting and VAs and plugins and you know things like that. And I had nothing to show for it. And my wife is my biggest supporter. Some of us don't have a spouse or a loved one who supports us when we're spending $6,000 a year with nothing to show for it. Mine did. But even then, in the back of my mind, I'm going, at the end of two and a half years, I was like, I spent 15 grand on this hobby. What a dumb thing. Like, I could have played golf. I could have spent $500 a month on a, on a nice country club membership, actually. Mm-hmm. One up the street from us is about 500 bucks a month. I could have played golf and spent the same amount of money and it would have been 10 times more fun. So I was like, what do I do? And I knew the answer because I've been doing it for 10 years, helping others to do it. It was to start affiliate marketing. And so that's the the gist of it. We can talk about some of the benefits of that, but for me, the biggest benefit, well, there's two benefits and they were, they were tied together. Number one, I made a little bit of money, you know, that, that certainly helped. But number two, I started to condition my audience to expect there to be a financial transaction at some point when Mm. you give, 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 and you just create content and it's all free. After a few months of that, you've conditioned your audience. And I'm going to give some tough love here, John. And I'm going to let you talk because you probably have a question or something, but you know, (laughs) like the thing is when one way or another, we're conditioning our audience, we're either conditioning them to expect the occasional offer and maybe to be asked on occasion to spend a little bit of money with us or with somebody else. They're expecting us to make recommendations for products. That's what you're conditioning to, or you are conditioning them to expect free, free, free. Here's the thing. If you go a year and you condition your audience one way, and then you decide to shift gears and start charging money for stuff and they revolt and they're angry. I hate to break this to you. This is the tough love part. That's your fault. You screwed up. You condition them. It's like if you condition your children to come home every day and watch TV for an hour, and then you take away the TV and they throw a fit. Whose fault is that? It's not the child's fault. That's yours. You're the one that conditioned them to do that. So same kind of thing. Those are the two biggest benefits. And we can talk about some of the others, but those are the biggest ones I see, John. Yeah. One of the things that we see really often with um, 
our audience, a lot of people who've got courses and have got an audience, they've even got an email list, is if you look at their revenue, it has three spikes a year and they're always when they send an email promotion. But yeah. they don't want to send more because they're worried about being like salesy and spammy and aggressive. And then when they do send more, then some of the people on the email list who've been on there for two years are like, what's all this? Why am I getting promotions? And then that makes them want to stop. But if you just do it from the beginning, you just always have promotions going out. Then you always make money from it. And the people who don't like it don't subscribe. And it's like, it's okay. It's fine. You know. Well, here's the thing. Like, okay, first of all, repeat after me. Selling is serving. So wherever you're at right now, just press pause, repeat after me. Selling is serving. If you believe in what you're selling, of course, if you don't believe in what you're selling, this is a whole different episode. (laughs) (laughs) That I'm not even going to get into because I don't believe in selling anything you don't believe in. Mm. Now, believe in doesn't necessarily mean you have to use it just for the record, because there are many things I believe in that I don't use because I'm at a different level than my audience. I've been in online business for almost 18 years, John. I use tools today that I would never, first of all, they didn't exist when I started. But second of all, I don't use MailChimp. For example, I recommend mm. MailChimp for somebody starting out. Why? Because you can get a couple thousand subscribers for free. What, what better price is there? Why would you pay $25 a month for the thing that we use? Ours, we actually pay hundreds of dollars a month because our list is bigger. But my point is like to start off with what we use, it's 25 bucks a month. I know what it's like when 25 bucks a month is a lot of money. Mm. I don't recommend setting up your affiliate program on Infusionsoft. We spend thousands of dollars a month. Why? Because it's thousands of dollars a month. You can actually do it for free. I have an entire, go Google how to start an affiliate program for free. And you'll probably find my my article about it. Why do I recommend starting for free? Because it's a great price when you're starting out. Mm. Is it scalable? No. Is it a great way to make five or $10,000? Absolutely. You know, so again, that's a rabbit trail there. But my point is that you start out believing in the product. And if you believe in 10 things a year and you recommend 10 things a year and some people choose to unsubscribe, whether it's an affiliate offer or your own offer, they weren't a good fit anyway. Mm-hmm. Now there's a way around that. And one of the things that you do is when you promote an affiliate offer or even your own stuff, because every everything I promote, not everything I promote is for everything on my list. Not every, we have 50 some odd products. Mm-hmm. Not every one of them is for every one of my list. They're at different levels. And over time, we learn what level they're at and we segment them. But initially, we don't know. Mm. So initially, we'll promote things. And one of the things that we put in every affiliate promotion and even our own promotions is a little opt-out link that says, don't want to hear any more about such and such. Click here and you won't get any more emails about this offer. You'll still get my regular offers, though. Yeah. You'll still get my regular emails, though. But you won't get any more about this. And that Mm. removes the need for them to feel like I have to go nuclear with this. My only two Mm. options are continue to get pitched an offer that I have no interest in or unsubscribe. Well, we want to give them that middle offer, which is like, okay, so I'm promoting Jeff Walker's product launch formula, right? Mm -hmm. And usually in the first email we send out about a campaign early on in the email, I'll say, hey, this is the first of many emails I'm going to send about Jeff's workshop. If you're not interested in learning how to do a product launch or you've already bought PLF, click here and I won't send you more emails about it. And we'll get 50 people who click that link. And then the rest of the time we put it in the PS and we'll maybe have another 50 people over the course of the campaign. But that leaves tens of thousands of people who are going to get every other email. 
And mm. I can confidently know, here's a fun thing. On the last day, on cart close day, we send five emails. We recommend five emails. I have the data to back it up. You make twice as much money as if you sent two and we get one additional on average unsubscribed. One out of tens mm. of thousands of people, we get one additional unsubscribe. Why? Because the only people left on cart close day, because we remove buyers mm -hmm. and we remove those opt-outs. The only people who are left are two people. Number one, they're not opening the emails anyway. Right. <laughs> so if, if I send, if you're not opening them and I send you five, who, what, who cares? Right. Yeah, yeah. Or two, they're on the fence. They're sitting there going, buy, not buy, buy, not buy. And I haven't convinced them yet. Now they did not choose to opt out. Mm. So they're not, not interested. They're, mm. they're, they're interested. Now they might be at a level one or a level 9.9 .9 and they got to get to 10, but they are somewhere on that spectrum and they're, they're interested if they haven't decided yet. So if somebody, if I recommend a product like PLF, just as an example that I wholeheartedly believe in, I know Jeff, Jeff's a friend. I, I adore him. I've learned from him. He's made me millions of dollars over the year. He's been a client. Like if I recommend him and you click unsubscribe, I don't mean this in a, in a metaphysical, like, you know, value to the universe or your value to the creator or whatever, you know, whatever your beliefs are, your yeah. value, your worth as a human being. But to me, as a business owner, you are worthless. If you unsubscribe, you were never going to make me any money. And you're no different than somebody who doesn't walk into a Walmart. They are worthless mm -hmm. to Walmart. The only way, well, I guess you could buy online, but you get my idea. So just, I wouldn't worry about that. And so that's one of the biggest things is like, send twice as many emails, start with twice as many, not four or five times as many. Mm. You promote three times a year, go to every two months, six times a year, see what happens. I can mm. tell you what's going to happen. You're going to make more money. Yeah. <laughs> You're not have any negative side effects whatsoever. Yeah. If you do it the right way. Okay. Hopefully everybody's taking that on board. And is thinking, great, I need to send out more emails if you have an email list. But let's take a let's take a slightly different angle on this for a moment. If somebody has got an audience and they might even have so what's what's the first step to move towards making money from courses? It sounds like it's affiliates, sending uh, promoting yeah. affiliate stuff. Because this is one of the things we didn't talk about real quick, John. I just want to be clear on this. Yeah. Promoting affiliate offers is the least risky way to do this because yeah. You advocate creating courses and I do too. That's why we said, I mean, I have my four courses, four full courses, you know, that are over 10 hours long and about 30 mini courses. All right. So we have a ton of stuff and I wholeheartedly believe in it. Uh, online courses changed my life. I mentioned PLF completely mm. changed my life. But here's the thing early on, number one, you don't know what the heck your audience wants. Not exactly. You have an idea. So we'll use productivity. Mm -hmm. uh, just because I've got a productivity book sitting on my desk. <laughs> so we'll use productivity as an example. There are so many elements to productivity though. And nobody just says like they want to learn just productivity. This particular book is actually about delegation and leadership. All right. Mm -hmm. But it's from a productivity angle, how to be more productive by actually doing less and doing the right things, how to really focus on your top 1% of activities. Okay. That's one angle, leadership and delegation, right? Time management, focus, health and fitness, tools. You know, I could go on on. Those are just five areas. If your audience is more interested in the productivity side of the health of say the, the time management, but not the health and fitness, you learn that. 
Because here's what mm. you do. You promote an affiliate offer about time management. It's $500 and you sell a hundred of them. Just nice round numbers. You promote this health and fitness offer. It's also $500. You sell 23 of them. Now you go promote this time management offer that's $2,000, but you only sell 14 of them. So that's, you know, you made four times as much money per, but you sold a lot less. So what have you learned? Number one, which of those things your audience is more interested in? Number two, you learn what price points. Number three, you learn how to sell. Mm. As you're promoting these other products, you begin to identify how to actually sell. How many emails do you send? What works best for your audience in terms of, does, is it webinars or workshops or video series or PDF downloads as an entry point? Which of those work best? I don't know. You don't know either. <laughs> until you actually do it. You learn what language works, what subject lines work. There are subject lines that we use in our campaigns. I'm going to give you one example. We did this first with an affiliate, this one email. I mean, this is, I could, there's a hundred of these. Uh, but the exact subject line is zero, zero, colon, zero, zero, colon, zero, zero. In other words, time's out. Uh, we send that with about an hour left in most of our campaigns, most of our sales campaigns, we probably send that email four times a year. Mm -hmm. Where did we come up with that? Because we tried it in an affiliate campaign. Here's the thing. If it doesn't work in my campaign, I make a lot less money. Number one. Number two, especially early on, I created this course. I, I spent hundreds of hours creating my first course. Mm. Didn't need to spend that much. My next course probably took me like 15 hours. <laughs> it's crazy, right? <laughs> Maybe 25. You know, and yeah. since then I've created courses in a day, mm. you know, like really good solid courses that get results in a day. Probably two if you include the pre-planning and all that. So, so we'll call it 16 hours, down from about 200 on my first one. But I poured my heart and soul. And if I'd been going into that first promotion going, man, my, you know, I got to make up for 200 hours of time and I got to pay my team and, and my, my livelihood is, you know, based on this, it would have been, I would have been freaking out, mm. but I had an entire playbook with which to operate on John, because I'd done roughly 20 to 25 affiliate promote promotions first. So I knew how to plan out the promotion and, and all of those things. And so there's so many of these things that, like you get on that front end, but that big one is again, number one, your audience learns, mm -hmm. you know, they learn what to expect. Yeah. Number two, you learn how to sell and you get confidence that you can sell because you're making mistakes when the stakes are so low, like, oh, you make one less affiliate sale, big deal. You know, you're making mistakes with the, with the really low stakes, which sets you up to you know, have a little more confidence down the road. Yeah, I think it's so important. One of the things that I see with course creators is that they, they're an expert in a topic. They love that topic. They want to make the perfect course. And they absolutely, like you're saying with your 200 hours, right? They'll spend so much time making something. It's like, you don't know if people want it yet. Exactly. Like, so, that productivity so don't example. do it. <laughs> yeah. That productivity example. I, I'm into productivity and I'm an expert. I'm an, I love this stuff. So I'm going to create a course and it's going to have time management, leadership and delegation. Uh, what did I say? Health and fitness, focus, tools, and, you know, all of these things, right? It's going to have like 74 modules with 86 lessons in each module. But here's the thing you'll learn from the affiliate stuff. Your audience really only wants three modules with 12 of the lessons mm. they want. And this is true of any course. Less is usually more. Mm. Our, our MO now is actually not to get into that, but our MO is five day courses, mm -hmm. one hour a day, 
15 to 20 minute lessons, 40 minutes taking action. At the end of the five days, you should, in most cases, have made the money to have paid for the course. On mm. average, in five days, they've made 82% of their investment. So of course, if they do it for another five days, they should make a little bit more money and they're, they're in the black. Mm -hmm. But that's on average. How did we arrive at that? Because I kept looking at the numbers and going, every time we promote these courses, we have a really high refund rate and we have decent buy rate, but a pretty high refund rate. And I never hear back from anybody that they got results. Mm. So we're like, what if we just created this? We created one course, just one course. I was like, what if we just try this? Because we kept promoting one course that ended up doing better than all the others for us. Five days to your best year ever by Michael Hyatt. Okay. The name kind of tells you how many days the course is it's five days. <laughs> yeah. It's five day course. It's that same model. It's about a 20 minute lesson followed by about 30 to 40 minutes of activity at the end of the, you're done. And we heard from so many people like, oh my gosh, this was a transformative experience. I learned so much. I got this. I actually got, like, we're hearing from people like the next year going, Matt, remember when you said that you took the course and you three extra income in a year, I did the same. Uh, you know, I paid more in taxes this year than I made last year. And like, you know, that's hard to do in America, <laughs> you yeah. know, just to be clear, <laughs> you got to be really successful. And like all these people are writing back and I'm going, if that's the course that A is selling better, B is getting results, C has the lowest refund rate. And D is like the one that people are raving to me about when I promote it. What could I learn from that? Mm. I would have never have known that. So that's why we don't have any $2,000 courses that are like the learn everything about everything thing. You know, that's not, that's yeah. not what works for us. So our courses now they're five days. We have one that's seven days. We could not get it to five. We tried and we tried and we tried, but it's seven days long, five to seven day courses, no more than an hour a day. I learned that specifically from doing those affiliate promotions. So now when I go create a course, we know exactly like our, our starting point is how do we teach this in five to seven days? And that's it. We know it works. We're never going to change that. And we continue to still promote the occasional offer that's in the $2,000 realm. And we mm -hmm. tell them up front, this is not like our courses. This is much more in depth, but here's why you will get value out of it. And we still sell them fairly well, you know, here and there. But uh, I mean, that's, that's a lesson right there. Mm. We never would have learned had it not nice. been for, for promoting affiliate stuff. Okay. So hopefully by now, everybody's totally on board and it's like, great, if I've got an audience and I'm building up my email list, but I don't have uh, my own courses, I'm not going to make them yet. I'm going to start with affiliate ones. I'll learn from that. I'll learn what topics, I'll learn what size, I'll learn what length they should be, all this kind of thing. How do you get started then figuring out what courses you're going to sell? Do you go into ClickBank? Do you go talk to people in your industry? Like what's, what's the first step of like finding what things to yeah. sell? I mean, number one, I would look, I would look around at your mm -hmm. desk, your desktop. Now, meaning when I say your desktop, it could be your physical desktop. I'll give you an example. I highly recommend this microphone, you know, pretty good camera, weird angle again, because it's not where it normally <laughs> is, but whatever, you know, I highly recommend my desk. I got a great, you know, adjustable stand-up desk, really good, really good pricing. I mean, I look down there. Okay. I got my notes from business accelerator with Michael Hyatt. Highly recommend. If you're looking for a coaching program, highly recommend that. I've got an affiliate link, by the way, if you want to just email me. Um, <laughs> you know, so, okay. That's four things just on my actual physical desk. Okay. Now I look at my, you know, my desktop or look at my apps on my phone. What are the apps I use that I could recommend, you know, as an affiliate community, you know, we recommend that the, the teleprompter app that I use, 
got an affiliate link for that. I've got an affiliate link for Bonjuro, which we use. And those are a few there. Okay. Now we look at, okay, what are the websites? What are the courses I'm logging into? Mm-hmm. Just think, okay, which ones have changed my life? Okay. Product launch formula. You know, the membership experience with Stu McLaren, blogging your passion with my friend, Jonathan Milligan. Not sure what profession you want to be in 48 days to the work you left. So just go through the courses that you've been through. What are the mm. things that, what are the memberships that you're logging into? You know, where are you learning from? Uh, it's not hard. Like if it should mm. not take you, I mean, I, I've named what 12 things in 90 seconds, two minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where you start. That's exactly where you start. And then, okay. Some of them have launches. Some of them are evergreen. Some of them you do webinars. That's all we can talk about that, but that's, that's neither here nor there. Just make a list of 10 things. And just that's the thing you people think I got to make a list of 35 things. Why are you really going to promote 35 things in the next year? Now, mm. one thing you do want to do, and I'll share a resource here. One thing you absolutely do want to do is the simplest way just to get started making something. Mm-hmm. If you have an audience of any size, it doesn't matter if it's one or 100,000. Every one of those people thinks that you're an expert. Mm-hmm. They, that you are one of like the three to five people in that area that they choose to follow. Whether it's your YouTube videos, your podcasts, your emails, whatever. They see you as an expert. Now you might be going, man, I know there's 217 other people that are smarter at this than I am. I mean, imagine you're a doctor. Imagine you're in the, you're helping people with ADHD. Do you have to be the best at, do you have to know all the science behind ADHD to help people with ADHD? No. If you can help people get results, they see you as an expert. So Mm. they see you as an expert. So what do they want to know? What tools are you using? You're creating a course about weight loss. Just making Mm -hmm. that one up. All right. What, what weights do you recommend? What exercise equipment do you, what supplements, you know, what powders, what vitamins, Mm. What, what water bottle do you recommend? Because I have a hard time drinking water and I need to, you know, you can see this one. It is beat up and almost destroyed, but guess what? I don't know if you can hear that ice. I put it in last night, so I recommend this water bottle. You know, I mean, those are the type of things that a fitness person would be interested in. Protein Mm. shakers, gloves, shoes, socks, clothes, you name it. Like these are the type of things. So what do you do? You create a resources page or a toolbox page because people want to know what the experts use. You teach photography. Well, they want to know what camera you recommend and what lighting you recommend and what they want to know what bag you carry. Mm. They probably want to know what socks you wear. It's weird, but they do, you know, so, <laughs> you know bad example, but they want to know you run a business. They want to know not only how do you run your business, but what about your team? What tools does your team use? And what do you use for this? And how did you learn this? They want to know what courses you took. So you create a resources page. And if you want to know how to set one of those up, if you go to mattmcwilliams.com forward slash resources page, they got a free guide there that walks you step-by-step step through how to set up that page because it's the easiest way. Are you going to make 10 grand a month? Most of the time we do. I have a bigger audience and I've conditioned my audience to visit that page. We make a little bit less than $10,000 on average per month from that one page. Probably not going to happen with most of you. But could it be a really easy passive $1,000 a month? 500, 2,000, 2,500 maybe a month? Also, anytime somebody asks you, this is a little, a little secret. If you get emails, so go back to the camera example, the photographer example, what camera do you use? Hey, I recommend my, my three favorite cameras at three different price points at suchandsuch.com, you know, mattmcwilliams.com forward slash toolbox, right? I don't recommend cameras there just for the record. Uh, actually, I do recommend a camera. It's the camera that I use 
for videos. Um, because <laughs> people I get asked all the time, what camera do you use for your video? I'm like, well, this one, you know. So you recommend that and you say you give them that link. So what happens? You drove them now to the toolbox page. So when mm -hmm. they're there, they only asked you one thing. What camera do you recommend? Well, you recommend three, a low, a medium, and a high price, you know, higher priced one for different levels. Well, they're there and they go, well, I also need lighting. Oh, well, he recommends this lighting kit. I'll go buy that. And it's so funny. I look at those sales. I study this just out of curiosity. Every month I go mm -hmm. into Amazon because half the stuff I recommend you can buy on Amazon and they will click to go buy the microphone that I recommend. And they also bought the pop filter that I recommended, the pack of windscreens that I recommended, a book that I recommended. And it's like, how cool is that, right? Mm -hmm. I, I, they came mm -hmm. to me for one thing. So it gives you a really easy way to reply to people when they ask for those recommendations as well. Easiest way to make money from affiliates. And like I said, you learn what your audience is buying, not what they tell you they're interested in. I'm interested in health and fitness, of course, but are you going to pay money for it? No. Maybe you, you might, but I'm saying, mm, you know, mm. they're not paying money for it. So just because they told you they're interested doesn't mean you go create a course around it. It's what they buy. It's what they pay money mm. for. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, cool. So we've got people with an audience. They're convinced that they should start with affiliate marketing. We've got some ideas of what things you might start off with selling by looking around, finding what things you're using. What would you say is the next step? Is that like, you know what, that's enough, just that's it for now? Or is there anything else you'd really recommend to people if they're starting to get, think about doing this? You know, the biggest thing is, one of the things that we've noticed, is it's a mindset thing more than anything. It's okay. not It's not a strategy. Uh, I'll share a strategy uh, associated with it, but it's it's more of a mindset thing. When you, when you promote something, you got to go all in. Mm. Now, a resources page, that's a passive thing. You know, I'm mm -hmm. not suggesting when somebody emails you and says, what camera do you recommend that you send a seven email sequence following up with them? No, you answer their questions <laughs> and then you're done, right? And Five then, emails in I the just, last day. <laughs> yeah, I casually will mention my toolbox page from mm -hmm. time to time. I'll be doing an episode and I'll be like, you know, I'll just give you one example because it pops in my head. I'll recommend the book Influence by Robert Cialdini. Mm -hmm. At, by the way, yeah. if you haven't read the book Influence, listen to the next 20 seconds and you can learn where to buy it along with other stuff. No, like I recommend it. And I was I was on my podcast and I was just like, yeah, blah, 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 Influence. By the way, guys, if you want to get you know Influence, you can buy it through me and just go to mattmcwilliams.com forward slash books. That'll take you to my recommended reading page, which is a resources page for books, by the way. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I said that, just as a casual mention, I didn't try to remember the pretty link for influence itself. I just sent them to my books page. Sure enough, after the podcast, you know, when I put that link in the show notes, we had like 12 sales of the book. We also sold like eight other books, you know, and just to be clear, I make like 48 cents, not even about the money. I don't, that's not mm -hmm. it. But if I'm going to give them, if I'm going to recommend a book, number one, is it serving my audience by saying, go grab this book and then just making them go Google it? Or... Can I tell them exactly where to buy it? Because you know what? There's two versions of influence. There's the late 80s version and the 2019, 2019, 2018, 2020 version. I'm not sure when it came out. So there's two versions of the book. I recommend the proper one, which is the newest one. So number one, how am I serving my audience by making them have to do the legwork? Mm -hmm. Number two, yeah, I only make 47 cents, but it's still 20 bucks. Why would I not make 20 bucks? Mm. I mean- it takes like what one second to add that link to the show notes page and I make 20 bucks. That's roughly uh, 
1200 bucks a minute. If I'm doing the math, right. Something mm-hmm. like a lot. That's like 60 grand per hour. If you make $60,000 per hour, don't put a link in your show notes. <laughs> if you don't put the link in your show notes. Okay. So, and again, I don't have to remember it. I don't have to go get a new link. Anytime I recommend a book, I know it's probably on my toolbox page. And if it's not, I go add it, which takes 42 seconds and blah, blah, blah. So that's just, I know I got on a rabbit trail there, but my point is like, you've got to be willing to make those casual recommendations, but you've got to be willing to go all in when you do a promotion. So if you're promoting a product and they have a big launch and it's two weeks long, go all in for two weeks, actually a little bit longer. It's one of the biggest mistakes I see affiliates make. When we studied this, when I, when I studied the affiliates that you never heard of, but finished third place, sixth place, second place, first place in big launches with small lists, sometimes a list of 50th of the size of the affiliate below them, because they went all in. They treated it like it was their own launch for a period of time. And one of the mistakes that I see them making is they just don't warm up their audience. You know, they don't mm. think of a, think of like cart close day. Anybody who's done a big launch knows that's 40 to 60% of your sales come in the last 24 hours. You're crescendoing to that point and then you kind of cool down after. But before the promo begins, you got to warm up your audience. You've got to introduce them, you know, to the concept and to the, to the idea of what you're about to sell. Mm. You know, one of the easiest ways to do that, you know, make sure that you are just engaging your audience, you know, Mm -hmm. make sure that you're just keeping them engaged Mm. just with general content. So if you got a big product launch of your own in October, you would not go dark on them in September. In fact, you would be all over them from July through you know, October, November, right? Through when your launches. Mm. So keep them engaged. Mention if there's a, if you're promoting like a, a course and the course is by somebody. So I'm just going to make up like a crazy name here and say, if you're promoting John Ainsworth course, you know, just for example, right? You're promoting John's course. Start talking about John, quote him, you know, just mm. quote him on, on social media. The quote doesn't have to be about courses. Maybe John, maybe you have a great quote about, you know, just entrepreneurship in general. And then you introduce them to that, that name, John Ainsworth. Uh, in the U.S., for those of you who know U.S. politics, like I ran, I ran for office a couple of times about almost 20 years ago. And in 2002, I was the, I don't know if this is still true, but I was the youngest person in the history of North Carolina to make it through a primary election. You know how I did it? I ran a $12,000 campaign for school board. Most people spent about the same amount of money, but I spent $10,000 on signs Mm. signs if you were at an intersection in that county you saw my sign i got them in as many yards as i could we went i remember for four days we it was a hundred i'm not joking it was over 105 degrees and we were in the middle of a drought we had a cooler of cold water for us to drink in the back of that me and another guy four straight days we had a cooler with cold water and then we had a big old cooler with just room temperature water to pour the water into the soil to get it just soft enough to get the yard sign in. <laughs> yeah. You could not go more than one mile in that county. And this is not an exaggeration without seeing one of my signs. Mm. Name recognition. So quote them, talk about them, link to their content, talk about them, talk about the concept, Yeah, interview them, you know, Inter- mm. interviews are great. Right. But just talking about it in general, 
introducing them to concepts. Like when I'm talking about product launch formula, one of the things I'll start to talk about is sequences and formulas in general. I'm planting mm. those seeds in my audience's mind about what Jeff is going to be talk, talking about. I'll mm. quote Jeff Walker. I'll, I'll you, he, One of his favorite ones is, Scrappy is the new perfect. Mm-hmm. You know? I was like, what is that quote? <laughs> I quote it so often, I can't remember it. But I, I will just quote that. I'll put up a little card on Facebook that has that quote. A couple hundred people will see it. It's not a huge thing. But they're introduced to Jeff Walker. And then the last one, like you can warm up your audience by creating a little mini course. If there's some pre-work that needs to be done. Okay, example, John Ainsworth, right? You want to learn how to build a course. What do you need before you learn how to build a course? Maybe you need some mindset around understanding that you are an expert and people would actually give a flying crap what you have to say. That's just an example. So Mm -hmm. you create a little 20 minute, three video series, seven minutes long talking about the mindset side. Mm -hmm. They don't have to be produced. You can do them. I wouldn't do them like on a phone, uh, like holding it, like, you know, selfie view, Mm -hmm. but just make a very simple video series. Like, Hey, just want to talk to you today about why you are an expert. Boom, boom, boom. Share three points. Next video. In the next video, I'll talk to you about this. And then in the third video, all you do is send them into, you know, John sequence into his workshop or whatever that would, you know, webinar or whatever would be the next step little mm-hmm. pre-work there, but that's the biggest mistake I see, John. They just don't treat it like their own launch. They don't warm up their audience. And so it's just like, you know, in the morning when I make my coffee, mm-hmm. I'm a total coffee snob. It's weird. I'm a coffee snob, but I use instant espresso. I know it's weird, but I like to make it a certain way. Don't make fun of me. <laughs> and so I come in from taking the dog out and he has to do his business and I'll turn that water to boil And within 45 seconds, it's rolling. It's boiling. Why? Because for the previous 10 minutes where my dog was peeing and pooping, that water was on low. If I came Mm. in and it was still cold and I turned it on to high, it would be four minutes before it would be boiling. Same kind of concept with your audience. You want to get them boiling. You want to get them hot to buy. You got to keep them warm beforehand. Beautiful. Beautiful. If people want to learn some more of your wisdom, what's the next place they should go? Where can they go to learn more from you? I've shared it all today, man. I got nothing left. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out, man. That's it. No, I mean, I shared the URL early. If you want to learn how to set up a resources page, if you go to mattmcwilliams.com forward slash resources page, it's got a free guide there. Uh, just getting started with affiliate marketing in general. We talked about one thing, right? Like look around. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there are, there are so many other, I mean, literally we've got an acronym S T A R T. We basically, we did the T, you know, which is think about the products that you could mm-hmm. promote. So there's an S another T and A and an R in there, you know, that you definitely want to learn, uh, that'll walk you through that process of getting started with affiliate marketing. Uh, if you just go to mattmcwilliams.com forward slash quick start, we've got a free quick start guide there, walk you step-by-step through the other, you know, the other four steps into to how to get started with affiliate marketing. And I'll give you a little clue on one of them. I touched on it a little bit, but I've got some cool stories in there. I talk about going all in mm-hmm. and I touched on that really briefly today. But there's a couple cool stories in there about guys like Mike Kim, who beat Jeff Walker in a big affiliate contest. Uh, John Meese, you know, made over uh, $5,000 with the tiniest list you can imagine. Matthew Loomis, Matthew Kaboomis Loomis. He finished second place in Jeff Goins launch one year and did, I mean, did over like 30,000 in sales when we were expecting him to do like five. 
And so I interviewed them along with a bunch of others. I interviewed them and I was like, okay, how did you do this? You know? Mm -hmm. And so that some of that information's in there, like, how did you go from a complete nobody to being recognized as a top affiliate? What, what were your secrets? And we, and we talk about those uh, in that guide. So again, mattmcwilliams.com forward slash quick start. You can go grab that there. Perfect. Amazing. Thanks so much for sharing this all today, Matt. Um, oh, my pleasure. If you found this interview useful, you want to get future episodes, subscribe wherever you listened. Thanks so much for listening as always. And Matt, thanks so much for coming on. My pleasure, John. Take care.